Hello and welcome to another Testina podcast where we discuss topics related to different areas of testing. This time the discussion will be between Marwan. My name is Marwan and I'm the test lead here at Soundtrack Your Brand. Um, I'm basically responsible for making sure that we catch like all the bugs and make sure we have a very high standard of the product quality and we are keeping in touch with the Tessena like all the time making sure that everything runs smooth and so on and I've been working with testing for the last 10 years in uh, different fields, different sectors we've done like everything from test design to test execution, test automation and so on and another member of our discussion will be Milos Hello, my name is Milos and uh, I am responsible for the Soundtracker brand project uh, testing here in Tessena for the last half year. Today, the topic of discussion will be how to successfully outsource your testing project. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Please sit back and enjoy. All right, uh, let's get to it. Yeah, Um, so the topic uh, of uh, our talk should be like how to outsource um, uh, testing project successfully. Um, That's right. I know that uh, in my experience, when you talk about outsourcing, everybody in the tech industry gets some chills. It's like, no, that's never going to (laughs) work. It's too hard and it's like the distance makes the communication a lot harder. And basically, there's like a known factor that, hey, all outsourcing projects will fail eventually and it will cost more to outsource than perform it in-house and so on. Um, basically, that's like the notion that, or things that I've been hearing in the industry for a long time. <laughs> and I've been working with like outsourcing testing projects for like, uh, a couple a couple of years except for with Tessena did it also for another client um, uh, and in that case it was actually uh, we were located in Sweden and the other team was located in Bangladesh and now in our case here we are located in Sweden and you guys are located in the Czech Republic <laughs> um, so yeah right so uh, obviously communication will be the biggest topic here Yes, exactly. I think that's like one of the most the areas where project usually fails when it comes to communication. If it's like a language barrier or it's a time zone barrier or something like that. Uh, so yeah. I think in this our project we're uh, we're lucky enough that you guys are like in the same time zone. <laughs> so when you go to work, we go to work. <laughs> we don't have. Uh, that's a big yet. plus. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and uh, I don't know from from your perspective when it comes to communication, what do you think? Uh, how how is it working uh, if you compare like with other projects that Desena has? Yes, uh, so uh, working with you is um, very good compared to to some other projects I I know of here in Desena, mainly because um, we always uh, know what to do. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, which is uh, not not granted. I found out. So that's like super super important part um, of uh, this long distance cooperation. Yeah. And uh, also, I find that the atmosphere is uh, really really open. And uh, whenever I need to communicate something, whatever it is, I don't have to fear it's 
stupid or or whatever i know i know you are going to listen to it and uh that's nice and also uh i really like your choice of the communication tool mm -hmm. slack is a um, very nice tool and uh yeah i'm glad i can work with it yeah i think that's like one of the success factors in this project is that like we are using the same tools to communicate and uh, you guys can like always talk to anyone from our organization whenever like you have a problem you just don't have to like talk to me all the time you know, so it's like you don't have to like go through some middle manager somewhere to be able to ask questions and so on it's like uh, much more efficient and so and i think that's like one of the big like benefits is that you guys uh, can talk to anyone all the time and get an instant response instead of having to wait for like writing an email or writing a ticket and then waiting for a response after a day or two. Yeah, uh, I hate be... this stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I would have some uh, one more thing about this and it's uh, I think it's a big, uh, big challenge in every outsourced project. At the beginning, it feels kind of mysterious, you know, um, uh, basically we're just two different companies and you have a different structure, you do things differently. So when I first uh, came here, I had no idea about uh, Soundtrack or Brand. Who are you, you know, how do you do things? So uh, I think this is kind of slower than, uh, than uh, if, if you'd have, uh, you know, uh, your own testing team. Uh, yeah, I think when I like first approached Tessana about this, and then I was talking uh, to to Phil and everybody about the project and how we work. I mean, we presented how we work like in the very beginning uh, of the, our communication with Tessana before like we had a signed agreement. We talked about like this is how we are working, this is our schedule, this is how we release, this is when we want to test. So. Uh, in the beginning, we saw that uh, you were, we were open uh, for our way of work and you could adapt to it. And that was like a, a big factor into it. Uh, that's why we chose Tessana. And also we, like, we got uh, a, a good feeling, a good vibe from when talking to you guys. Uh, so, and it's, of course, in the beginning, we had like no idea how it's going to work out. This is like, it was like a, a chance for us, uh, we, uh, just a shot and see if it works, it works, great. And if it didn't work, then we know that we could go on. Uh, but in this case, it, I think it worked out perfectly due to several reasons. And I think one of the biggest reasons why we chose you guys is that you are like focused on only testing. You don't do like any kind of other kind of developments uh, or design or whatever. You're just focused solely on testing and everything that has to do with testing which like makes it uh, much easier for me as a tester to communicate with other testers like we're speaking like the same language almost. Uh, so I think uh, those are like some of the success factors. Um, so yeah, sure. And there are uh, ways to to speed up this process of um, getting to know each other. I, I don't mean like uh, individually, although that sure is a thing too, but I mean uh, as a company. So it's nice, to, for example, uh, to have a face to your like, Slack account. You know, it, it helps with, with memory, you know, and, and stuff. And I think also one thing to add is that, I mean, uh, 
sure, uh, at, at first when we started this project, I didn't meet anyone of you face to face and so on. But uh, I mean, after we've met, I've been down to, to your office and visit you guys. It gives us like a much more personal touch to it, which I think is like very, very important. And that's why we like to have like faces in your profile pictures and so on, so that we feel like, hey, I'm talking to a human being on the other side, it's not a robot. <laughs> so, and like uh, to come down and visit and get to know you guys, it makes the communication afterwards a lot, lot more smoother. <laughs> So, yes, it's also it's also good to uh, know who is doing what. You know, yeah. I find that the more I know of your company, of like who's responsible for maybe Android or iOS development, then uh, it's uh, much more effective to communicate more directly. Yeah, everything goes uh, much more efficiently. Yeah, it's like a much more scalable solution than if all of you guys have to like to talk to one single person or like me all the time. Because now you can just go directly to the developer and talk to him and ask him questions directly, which uh, makes like my life a little bit easier. <laughs> uh, and then you can get a more accurate and correct response much faster than if I have to go and ask them and then give an answer back to you. So I think it's really good that you like you get to know the whole the development team and you know exactly who's doing what. So. You're right. So so there is like uh, one piece of advice for um, for successful outsourcing to spend some time on getting to know each other and getting to know uh, each other's processes. Absolutely, processes and also personality. I mean, going and playing beach volleyball with you guys <laughs> is a lot of fun. <laughs> That's one yeah. way to get to know your that was awesome. and so on. Um, so, and what do you, what do you what do you think is like uh, is uh, working is working well when you have? Uh, do you think like there's any benefit to uh, like to sit with a customer in their office, or is it more beneficial if we like uh, overseas, like now? Or would you prefer that you would sit with the customer in, in their office and test there? Yeah, so I think um, the benefit of outsourcing is mainly with, uh, with the client that is uh, for you because it uh, gives some independence, you know, like a new perspective. We like, uh, sure, sure, there are, there are uh, benefits in having a, a customer in a different uh, country because you know we can we can learn from you obviously for example the stand-up thing I don't know how do you call it uh, where you where you first tell what's good mm -hmm. what uh, could be done better and uh, what should we stop doing that is yeah that's, that, that is a great thing that uh, I didn't yet implement uh, here, but uh, I will think about it and do that. Yeah, so, so that's one thing. But this also could be done if we were testing uh, at your site. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the benefit is mainly, mainly for you. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, most people, like, they associate, like, uh, outsourcing stuff is, like, has to come to, to, the, to the price. Like, hey, it's lower price, that's why we outsource. But also, I don't. If I think that if that's like your only objective, then you could get some very low prices in some very odd countries, but you still wouldn't get any quality back from that. 
so I think one of like the benefits that you guys are not in the same building is that you get like that completely different perspective of our product. Like we have been using our product for many years now, and we kind of like blindsided. We use it the way we use it, but you guys that are not involved with the product every single day, every hour, you come in and you test it during the testing weeks, you have a different perspective. You might use it more like a customer would use it. So I think that is like one beneficial thing. And also, it's also fun to come and travel and visit you guys down there. Oh yeah, that is one benefit I, I didn't mention that uh, I got to go to Sweden and it was great. <laughs> so as you were talking about the different perspective thing that um, we are involved with our product daily, there's uh, there's this, this thing about this project that um, it's it's uh, comprised of many simple things, you know, simple components. Mm -hmm. it, um, the testing process isn't uh, really difficult. So we have uh, a lot of rotation mm -hmm. in our team. And uh, just lately I, I am uh, beginning to appreciate it because uh, as new people come in, they notice things that I, I totally wouldn't, even though um, the people that are here for like two months, mm -hmm. they already have some idea of how things are done and uh, they won't notice if anything's weird. So, so it's so it's really good to have new people. I'll, I always try to question them about the feeling, you know, of the app because uh, I probably wouldn't um, spot anything weird because I'm totally used to it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and that's why I mean it's good with the rotation that if you're testing the same thing over and over again, you tend to use it almost the same way every time. <laughs> So that's one benefit. And one thing that you mentioned, which I, I, I find uh, like it's uh, very good for people to know who like looking into outsourcing project is that uh, I think one of the success factors here is that we have predefined exactly what is going to be done during these testing weeks that we have. We have a test specification that will be followed and it's detailed uh, or it's detailed enough for the tester to do to perform the actual test, but also leave some room for them to test outside of that, so they, they could potentially find other bugs. But basically, I mean, for this project to even succeed from the beginning, it was due to that, like, I had to write down all the test cases, make them very as clear as possible, and I do deliver these test cases, like, for every test run, so everybody knows exactly what they are going to do, and then it's up to you. Uh, the, the like the team lead on the other side is like to divide who's going to do what, and I think uh, without uh, this structure and this this process that we have, it wouldn't succeed. <laughs> so uh, I, I feel that for any project to succeed, they must have like a clear definition of exactly what is going to be done, so that everybody's on board with that. Yes, that's um, one of my favorite things about this project, as I see other projects here in Tessena, and I'm very grateful for this. Yeah. And um, it kind of um, brings me to another question, maybe, or maybe I'm just imagining it. But um, when did you decide to outsource? Uh, what was the incentive, and um, well, how did uh, that go? Basically, it all started, well, in the beginning, we were a, a small company, like 20 or 30 people. Uh, um, I started here and then I was doing all the testing 
And then it became more testing and then more and more and more. And I was like trying to handle all of that. And what ended up happening is that we are doing like an Android release the first week and iOS release a couple of weeks after. Uh, and then releasing on our Windows several weeks after that. So nothing was really in sync. In sync and the bottleneck of all that was, was me, the tester, who <laughs> was trying to like test everything. Uh, and uh, the product, it grew more and more. So in the end, it wasn't manageable for just one person here trying to perform all the testing. So we were talking about how we could do this in an efficient way. Uh, we could, of course, automate it. I mean, we, we are doing that. But the thing when it comes to like products or apps that people are going to use on their phones, you can't automate how how the app feels. I mean, automation can cover like unit tests and integration tests, but there are still some things where you need a human interaction for it to succeed. Or you could you could know like, hey, this is not a good way of uh, of, a, of designing a UI or something is failing. And so we wanted to have a manual testers, and for for us to have like a bunch of manual testers here that are doing the same thing that you are doing down there, it wouldn't be so cost effective for us. So and also there are like the benefits that we mentioned of outsourcing a product to someone else that is not developing it or sitting with it every day. So uh, the main reason is basically like we needed more resources for, for the testing uh, during our testing weeks. And I think uh, that was one of the reasons we, we, we started with the outsource, outsourcing. I mean, I, I remember that I was looking for companies all over Europe <laughs> to outsource and I approached a couple. And, uh, the, and the, the thing that we settled for was like I had like a requirement they should be in almost the same time zone as we are, because I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and they, they should have like a proper level of English so we could communicate. And of course, they should have like skilled testers. And I think the Senna covered all of those aspects. Okay, it's nice of you to say. Uh, I have another question about the tools because um, we're using um, Jira, TestTrail and Slack and I know that in the past uh, you didn't use TestTrail and it all was uh, done in Jira. Uh, what was the change in uh, process like the transition to outsourcing? Did uh, it somehow affect the choice like, uh, to have TestTrail? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, be before we were using TestTrail I was using uh, Zephyr. Uh, which had like an integration with uh, Jira, and uh, the I didn't like it that much. I mean, it was very slow. It was very cumbersome to to use, uh, and it didn't have an API which I could automate stuff with. So, and I was lying, like uh, trying to look for any any other test management tool that wasn't ridiculously expensive and ridiculously hard to set up and I think that's really it's like it's very very simple it does its job it has the APIs that I can use to automate my stuff on it and before before we outsourced I like I made sure that everything was like in place for you guys to take over and it should be very easy for anyone to to use it immediately you don't have to take like a three-day course to understand the test management tool it should be like very intuitive for you um, 
And uh, I mean, before we outsourced, uh, considering that I was like the only tester here doing the testing, I could basically use an Excel sheet if I wanted to. <laughs> Uh, that worked well, but not uh, if several people are involved. Basically, also actually uh, for Slack that we are using, uh, we are actually using it internally. So all the teams, they have their own Slack channels. We have different Slack channels for everything. And it's very easy for us to invite new users from outside the company into Slack. So we all have the same communication platform. And that makes life just a lot easier. Okay, I'd like to hear a bit more about the transition. How did it go? You said you were working with another team in Bangladesh? Oh, yeah, yeah, in my previous job. Or oh, yeah, that was previous <laughs> job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had, it was actually like a part of the company that was located in Bangladesh but uh, they were like doing only the testing, uh, at least for the team that I were, was working with. And uh, I, I think, I mean, it was working, but due to the like time difference, we had like every day, we had only four hours where we, where we me and them were online and awake. <laughs> so we had like to make the most out of these four hours, make sure every, no, everybody knows what they are going to do. And then we would hear from them the next day on how things went. And the, you know the communication over Skype or long distance, the, the the communication gets interrupted. And not everything is stable. Uh, I mean, it worked, uh, but I wouldn't say it was a, it was as successful as this particular project. Okay, so yeah, so, so it's possible to achieve success even with uh, like uh, different time zones. Yeah, but. Uh, I would guess that uh, even more emphasis must be given to um, like assigning the work right. So, so this is easier in, in this case, I think. Exactly. I mean, and there's also like cultural differences when it comes to different people from different countries. Uh, I mean, uh, the, it's like uh, sometimes you hear stories of that, like people from, from Asia, like you give them one task, they try to perform that task exactly as it says. I mean, and if there's one small step that doesn't match reality, then they stop the work and they waiting for an answer instead of maybe trying to find out, okay, how can I bypass this to continue my work? Uh, so it's like always like has to do with the mentality of the testers. Are they willing to put in the extra effort to do to try to test even though they, something might not work along the way and so on? Uh, and so I think what we have here is that uh, the testers like, hey, maybe I can try something else or do it, do it another way and then maybe try to test it another way. So that becomes like more efficient. You don't always have to wait for an answer on exactly what's the next step. Yeah, that's one of my, my favorite parts of my job that I have um, quite enough of uh, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I can do some exploratory testing too. That's where you find the most bugs in exploratory <laughs> testing, not finding a, or working from a test specification. <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Um, no, I think, I mean, uh, if you had like uh, a new project from another country that we're going to outsource, is there like any any like requirements that you would have on that company 
it's for it to succeed when you're starting your work together. Like, Huh. from your experience with this project? Well, uh, I was not at the beginning of the project. I wasn't at the transition, so um, I, I don't know what, what would I advise. I mean, from, like, from, what you know, from what you know now, if you would like uh, take over another project uh, or so on, uh, what would you take from this project that you say, hey, this worked really well, we should implement the same workflow or something like that, or the same tools maybe? Oh yeah, so so um, as we said in the beginning, communication is crucial. So two things, yeah, uh, picking the right uh, communication tool, and then also um, the the assigning thing. Yeah. I think these these two are uh, the most crucial points because I see some projects here when the client uh, knows. He wants to do outsourcing uh, some testing, but he doesn't really have a test set ready, you know. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's that's okay. Um, it's possible to work it out mm-hmm. along the way, but then the communication becomes uh, exponentially more important. Yeah, and if that doesn't work, it's mm-hmm. like a guaranteed failure. All right, um, I think that that was it for me. If you don't have okay. any more questions. I'm content. You answered all my questions. So we can wrap it up. Good. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And um, yeah, thank you. Okay, too. Have a nice day. Let's get back to testing. <laughs> thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this topic. For more information about the Sena and our projects, please visit thesena.com. If you are a professional in testing and would like to take part in our podcast, please contact us through our website.